it is acceptable today. I came in here, it was a little not too great. It was okay, but not super stable. I came to the to the router room, I pulled it like an inch and turned it like five degrees, came back, and now it's a it, the, the connection is very stable and it's like um, between 80 and 100 megabits, so it's pretty okay. Uh, air travel accident is 1 in 20,000, so quite a big difference with a car which is 1 to 77, or like um, asteroid impact, 1 in 200,000. You would have to be quite unlucky to get struck by an asteroid. Did you see my post that I wrote based on our podcast episode? Mm, no. I wrote on Medium, the, the pyramid of communication based on what you invented. Really? Wait a second. Yeah, I just stole your ideas, basically. Uh, that, that's okay. I think on Medium, when I, when I post something, I think I, we should be, I mean, I should be more con controversial. I should be just, you know, <laughs> when I'm reading, when I'm reading like posts like by David Heinemeyer Hansen, who just, yeah. you know, freaking just, you know, pulls it all there. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm too mild here. I have to be, I have to be, be more brutal about my thoughts because why not? It's a good practice. It's a good practice to be actually controversial because then you get good feedback, and then on the other hand, you you can you know um, stretch a little bit your thoughts, you know, stretch your opinions a little bit more, and then see if you're still you know there or, or I mean there at this you know very very um, uh, edge point or you you should you know scale down, go back a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, so. Ne my next my next um, post there will be a, a lot more controversial about it. A lot more you know fr in your face. The good the good thing about Medium is that it, it has your social graph so very very quickly. So for example, you know I just set up my account like two weeks now three weeks ago. Yeah. And and I already have you know more than thousand followers. Do you? Yes, just because I have you know eighteen thousand followers on Twitter. So like many of my followers on Twitter you know, are reading Medium, so they became my followers on, on, on Medium very quickly. Yeah, I, I, I saw the number 13 followers, uh, but it's for the No Office category. I, I don't know what it's no, called. No Office but... publication. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but mm -hmm. you do have 1.1 thousand followers. That's quite a lot, actually. Yeah, and so quickly, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't um, suspect that. I mean, you do have a lot of followers on Twitter, but but it doesn't seem like you know, compared to the number of followers, um, you have, you know, a ton of sort of Twitter traffic. We have a question from a listener, actually. Nice. Um, should I read it out loud? Yeah, I'll read it out loud. Um, so the question is from Matthew. Um, at Nosby, there are team members who live in different parts of the world and who work at, at times that fit their lifestyle. There are meetings at Nosby too. One example in a previous episode, I got this email quite a while ago, uh, was the developer team who have a daily 10 a.m. scrum meeting. Could you see a day soon where one developer's 10 a.m. is another developer's 3 a.m.? If this became a common pattern, then would you introduce several scrum meetings so that every developer participate, participated in one of these meetings or would offline communication method like GitHub come and be used? The, these meetings are not just for providing status updates, but allow others to offer help and make suggestions. So, yeah, essentially the question is, what would happen if there were more people in more time zones and, and coordination was harder than just, oh, let's just all meet at 10 a.m.? What do you think? So the first answer that comes to my, my mind right away, I don't know. 
Uh, now the second answer, it depends. So <laughs> it depends how, how big of a gap it would be. It depended. It, it also depends how you know people work. In in my in our company, because we are in the same time zone. I mean, the developers are in the same time time zone. Yeah. People, um, we chose ten a.m. because it's just convenient for everyone. But um, but it could be that, for example, one of the developers, even if they are, they were in the same time zone, they would choose to work in different hours. Yeah. For some reason, and that's the flexibility of no office of of working like that. But I think. You should tell more tell more about it than, than me. I mean, because you get all the benefits from these meetings, because you know you know why we do these meetings, uh, we do the scrum meetings, uh, because as, as as we said, you you give advice to one another, you discuss what what you should be working on and everything. So it d- just depends on on. I mean, in in our company, sometimes we adjust to each other. For example, like in customer support, the the head of customer support likes to work early. Right. So, uh, so like the whole customer support adjusted to that, and they have a meeting at you know, seven a.m. or eight a.m. something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But but they they agreed and they started you know doing that, and it's fine. It's I think I think if that would were were the case of having people in different time zones, I think you would just agree on a different time to 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 have everyone on board, and if someone would be really in total total totally different time zone. I don't know. They would either adjust, or you know, you. I, it's hard to say actually yeah. what to do. What, what to do here? But we even talked about it that maybe we should use Slack sometimes. So maybe Slack would be an option for this other person for some reason, or you know, some other day we would choose a different hour. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say actually. Yeah, it is. Um, so here's the thing: even though we're remote and we we can, in essence, like be spread all across the world, and there are a few people quite far away, um, as discussed in, in, in China and, and Japan, right? Um, but uh, pretty much all of us, you know, everyone else is someplace in Europe. And so we're all the same time zone, not even like, you know, uh, minus one or minus two hours, but we're all in the same time zone. So we don't have this problem. And... Um, if if there was um, if there are people in say New York or something like that, like on on, on the East Coast, um, then we would probably have to choose a a later hour, or they would have to adjust to to start work area. We would probably have to work it out somehow. But then, like the thing is. Even when you're remote, there it's it's very advisable um, to have a large overlap in time zones. When, when you are really far apart, say um, you know San Francisco and you know uh, middle of nowhere in Russia, then that would be really hard because the uh, the the time differences would be would be huge and it would be. A very hard to coordinate anything in real time. Um, so, like, we're not that. Uh, we're remote. We're 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 spread across Europe, but we're still, you know, we we can still be fairly um, real time when we want to, like with these Scrum meetings, and and that's good for us. Um, and if you know, if we wanted to have 
you know, we would have to choose. Uh, either we would um, have more, more people, more spread across different time zones, and then we would have to become more asynchronous, I think, and, and rely more on, on, um, on tools like GitHub and Nosby. Or we would have to sort of decide that, okay, um, even though we want to be remote, uh, being 12 hours apart is, is not good at all unless the other person can, can ad adjust their work to, be, to have at least you know, two or three hours of overlap each day with the rest of us. I think you're right. I think it's really crucial to have that overlap anyway to work, you know, in not just these scrum meetings, but, you know, anyway to have an overlap because then really you can work together. Um, so that's one thing. But second thing is, as we discussed, and as you said, um, throughout our Nosby career, we've had people in different time zones as well. And now we have, as you said, as you said people in China and, and Japan. So actually early morning for, for us here in Europe, for them, it's, you know, just late afternoon. So actually it's fine. They can adjust to that. But what I have seen is that because we are flexible with our hours of work and because of we're flexible with our workspace, we are also very flexible with our you know, times of, of, for, 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 for meetings. So um, if a time doesn't suit somebody, we try to find a time that suits everyone. And we usually do find this time. And somebody can just, you know, say, okay, I'll just wake up a little bit earlier or, okay, I'll just, you know, do my breakfast, you know, half an hour earlier or later or whatever. So, so I think, you know, I think it's, uh, it's fine. I think uh, it's easier, especially with this remote working mindset, it's, it's easier to set up meetings at the time that, every, that, that, that everyone, you know, can fit in. So, um, yeah. So to conclude, I don't think there would be a, a major problem. We would just figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and... I just wanted to to note that this isn't even required. Like you could build a team, you could build a company where there are almost no real time meetings, uh, and it could work. Like you can notice big um, open source projects where you have yeah. hundreds of people, maybe thousands, who completely asynchronously you know, communicating via email lists can work together on really, really big projects. And most of those people have never even met in person mm -hmm. and they can make it work. And there are like really big, really complex open source projects um, that, that are truly amazing things and, and really important pieces of infrastructure that, that the world relies on, right? And yeah. if they can work, if if they can make it work, then you could probably make a company where it will work. Um, that's not our company, and I don't think that's the best option to have uh, no or very very little uh, real time communication. It's still useful to be more or less in sync, um, but you know, it, it, or rather, you know, it, it's it's good to have at least two or three hours of overlap in work. Um, the way you, you structure your days to sort of, you know, at least have some, some overlap. Um, and I think that's better, but it's not even required if that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, and um, we do these meetings also as a side effect is, is, is our company culture. We create our company culture and we want to have a good company culture. And, and 
thanks to the meetings, you know, we are creating this culture, I think. And, um, and this is also how we a little bit compensate for the fact that we're not there, you know, in the same place. Yeah. And, and, and as you said, it's not required, but it's a nice thing to have. Uh, but even then, as we discussed in previous episodes, we try to be really mindful about the meetings we have, just not to overdo it, just because we want to compensate for the time that we're not in the same place. Sure. Okay, um, next thing, um, last episode you teased that we would chat more about uh, the Apple Watch complication that we made. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I should explain it. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so here's the story. Um, some time ago we made this Apple Watch app and it had a glance, which is like this one card, this one screen full of non-interactive content um, that you can you know bring up from your watch face by swiping up and you know the glances are things like um, your activity circles or your battery or your heart rate and we made this this uh, glance where you would have uh, your number of priority tasks number of overdue tasks number of unread comments and this ring in the middle, which would represent sort of your progress in the day. Though we, we didn't think of it that way initially. It, the, the, the ring was sort of, you know, we are inspired by, by the Apple activity rings and like everybody does rings on Apple Watch, so we wanted to do that too. And, and the ring would show you, um, it would be related to the number of priority tasks. So it would show um, the number of completed priority tasks compared to all of the priority tasks that you have. And that was a, that was a you know, pretty cool idea. Uh, but the problem was that it, it wasn't very useful in practice. Uh, and we would find that you know, we would go through an entire day of work, uh, even finish a bunch of tasks, and the, the progress, the, the ring would usually be no more than maybe 30% or so. Yeah. And, and the problem was that uh, for many of us, the number of the, the priority count stays more or less constant throughout the day. Because as we finish some tasks, more tasks come in. And also, the, the ring sort of didn't really represent our progress in the day. It only showed priority but I don't care about priority I, I care how I'm doing in the day like that's how it could possibly be useful but it didn't take into account um, what you know completing tasks um, in projects you know tasks that are not marked as priority and it wouldn't consider the uh, the case where you would finish a task a task not by completing it but by delegating it to someone else. Uh, and we found this pattern quite often where when we have uh, you know, someone asking us to do something and we do our part of the work, but then you know, we don't finish it, we delegate the task to someone else so that they complete they part, their part of the work on the task. And so um, we sort of figured we, we needed a better number, a better um, statistic, to um, to represent sort of our progress in the day, and 
we would want to put that on a glance and on the complication. And so uh, it's it's exactly you know it, it fixes all of the the problems I I, I mentioned like it, it counts all of the um, completed tasks it counts tasks that you delegated to someone else uh, but it it still takes into account how many priority tasks you have left. Yeah, and the the good thing about it is, for example, just as we said, we noticed our patterns how we use Nosby, and it's really hard to reach, you know, the end of the day and have, you know, Nosby zero, no tasks in priority. I did it once in my life, once. I don't think it ever happened to me. Exactly. So, so it was really discouraging just to see there's nothing happening and the, 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 your, 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 your progress is not actually progressing. You're not progressing, although you know you're doing stuff in Nosby. Exactly. So um, I think still we'll have to tweak the, 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 this, this, this algorithm for that. But it's already better. Just like yesterday. Yesterday I did lots of priority tasks, but I had lots of, um, but I had um, still lots left at the end of the day. Um, but my ring was on, was was you know uh, almost you know I, w- I had just you know twenty uh, percent left of the ring. It was eighty percent full. Yeah. Because because I delegated lots of tasks, I, I completed lots of tasks, uh, and and and. I, I remember just the other day when I was showing my priority list to Rafael, our VP of product. Look how many tasks I've done today. <laughs> and then I see that in my priority, priority list, there are like two or three tasks done only. <laughs> because most of them I just have done and delegated to Magda just to check so that she could check what I've done. Yeah. So, uh, so for me, I, I'm more delegating tasks than actually getting them done. Because, for example, Magda, in my case... Is, is a person that finishes up after me, you know, <laughs> or, or checks or checks if what I've done is actually good, right? So, uh, uh, like very often, I write something and I get it back to her just to, so she, she could, you know, check it out and, and, and maybe, maybe edit it. So, in my case, uh, I delegate a lot, but we, we also do in, in 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 as we said in our in our uh, in, in our cases and and not 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 just in the case of a CEO, but also in case of a developer or or you know or a product manager or whoever. Yeah, I, I can give you an example. Um, I often I often see this pattern with myself where I have a task for some uh, new feature or or some bug that I need to fix, and when I do, I don't complete it, but I delegate it to Rafa or to Patrick for them, you know, so that they can test it, you know, so that a second, uh, uh, you know, a second pair of eyes can, can look at this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's why, that's why we decided to, to move that. And really, I like it. Yeah, me too. So far, so good. I really like the, the new glance. And I actually, and we did a complication for the Apple Watch with the same, you know, with the same thing. And I have this complication. I have the simple um, uh, Apple Watch face. And I have this complication here. Um, well, today, because I, had, I was on many meetings, so I didn't complete lots of tasks. It's, it's pretty pathetic. But like yesterday was very motivating. <laughs> but I really like this new complication because it tells me you know, how I'm moving, how I'm moving forward. And um, it's really, really uh, useful. So I, from actually not finding our glance useful, now I find it really, really useful. Yeah, and, and I usually see like between... 50 and 75 percent Nosby progress on my complication. Um, nice, and I, I'm pretty happy with that. Like, um, you know, the the problem with with this this Nosby progress thing is that is that we don't have like a specific 
goal that, that that is somehow predefined and you can measure against right like it's it's all sort of atom automatically determined somehow in some magic way like we don't we don't even um explain the formula for for nosby progress and it's really simple but but like we don't say what nosby progress is it's just nosby progress right and and so and so like the thing is you cannot reach uh, Nosby progress 100% until or unless you uh, you have priority zero. Unless you remove all of the tasks from your priority list or complete them, you won't reach 100%. Um, so it works somehow somewhat differently from the activity rings, which you can reach um, you know 100% or more. This is like you can reach 100% at most, but you will almost certainly never will. Uh, but to me, I, th- I think this is fine um, because, you know, the, the motivating part is that you see progress and you can, you can compare between days, like how, how it looks, like how your progress looks. And, and when you have like 50%, you know, it's, it's, it, it's somewhat, somewhat motivating. And, you know, it, it's just subtle feedback. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, gamification, whatever. <laughs> BS. It's it's just it's just a little feedback for you, but you know when it's one hundred percent, there's nothing to do, right? But when you see like sixty percent, oh, you know maybe maybe there's some stuff I, I can get done quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. I still I'm still thinking about it. If if we should allow something like the like fitness rings that we should allow actually to reaching more than hundred percent, like you know would that be actually more motivating to complete the Nosby productivity ring, for example, a, 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 on a day, even without completing your priority list? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Like, the problem is that this isn't the same as the activity rings. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't have a, a measurable, like, obvious um, unit of Nosby progress, right? Yeah. It's just Nosby progress. You, you don't have, like, hours or calories, or minutes of exercise. You, you just have progress, right? Uh, one task is not, you know, different tasks are not equal. And, you know, I can have a task which is like, someone asks me a question, and I reply and delegate back to them, and it counts mm-hmm. as a sort of one unit that that gets, you know, calculated in the formula. Or I can have a, a task that I work on for the entire day and complete that, and it will count as the same thing, even though the real sort of progress is, is very different. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, 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 we will tweak the, 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 the system, but for now, we're really happy with, with the first results, and that's why I'm, th- I'm really seriously considering also uh, uh, showing this Nosby progress to, to everyone, to all the Nosby users, so not <laughs> only to Apple Watch owners. But we'll, you know, we'll figure this out on the, on the next design fight. Yeah, I actually, uh, just today I wrote a, um, a few paragraphs for a blog post for our 2.5 version, which mm-hmm. will have the, uh, the Nosby complication and sort of ex- explain the idea and took some screenshots so you can put it there. And uh, we'll see. I, I, I find that useful. It's, you know, it, it's, it's a small thing. It's, it's a nice thing. It's, it's no big deal, really. Uh, but it's nice and I like it and I hope people will enjoy it too. And as for tweaking the formula, I was also thinking about it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we will tweak it more in the future. So, for example, I was considering um, that we probably should consider um, 
not just priority tasks that are unfinished, but also um, tasks in inbox. Because ideally, your inbox should be empty. It's just an inbox, and you should put things from inbox in other places, right? Right. So I, I would I would I would um, count it in the you know uh, as equivalent or you know in some similar way as unfinished priority tasks, so that you cannot reach one hundred percent until you also clean your inbox. All right. Yeah, and and, and there are also other questions like. Um, should we do something special to to treat different tasks differently? Because you can you can uh, set time needed for a task. Okay. Uh, and and that's problematic. Like like because we almost never use this feature inside our team. Like we we don't set time needed for tasks. Yes. Uh, there's one uh, project which has like a list of of uh, features. Yeah, a backlog of features, and it has it has like one hour, two hour, four hour, eight hour um, marks, but they're not really one to eight hours. We just use them sort of as as hacked together, mm-hmm. you know, a- additional form of of a category to to mark, uh, you know, how much time it will take. But most of them are are not are not marked, and as far as I know, few Nosb users actually use that. But even for people who do use that. Like, how should we count um, tasks with time needed set compared to a task with without time needed set? Like, uh, a, a task without time needed it should be equivalent to what? I don't know. You're right. Maybe we should like wait the task, right? Like the the, the time needed the, the task. You know, a three hour task should be should wait more than a one hour task or fifteen minute task or a task without time needed set, right? Right, but um, but like the problem is, it's hard to actually make those weights useful and like yeah fair, mm-hmm. and especially that because we don't use them, the, mm-hmm. those time needed marks. Um, it, it's hard for me to to get a sense of how other people use it, and without that, um, you know, I I I don't know what weights I should assign to this. Okay, so so we'll have to figure this out. I'm I, I actually use the, this feature, although recently I haven't been using that them them so much. Uh, but um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, but maybe if we figure this out, we could then incentivize people actually to use the feature. You know, I, I don't I don't know if we should. Maybe we shouldn't. I, I I don't I don't think so. I think there are cases where you want to do that, uh, but in general, I think Nosby is the sort of prior that that doesn't put too much weight on on you know again as we discussed it on putting things on a timeline with a start mm-hmm. and an end but for having a list of things and getting them done you know and and i i don't i, I don't want people to feel like they should fill out a form and and set time needed for each task i feel like if 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 they want that if they have a project with very different sort of weight of tasks and they want to categorize it their task this way, go ahead. But in most cases, I think people shouldn't set set time needed because it's it's not really that useful. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Design decisions. It's hard. Design decisions. That's why we have design fight. You know, that's why we fight about design because design is how it works, not just how it looks. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, Apple Watch, um, um, I would like to segue to your recent tweets about complaining on Apple Watch and saying it's not really a cool device. What's your problem there? Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me scroll to those tweets. You're putting words in my mouth. Okay, so what you said is that it's not really... I said, I said um, after five months of wearing, I have to say the Apple Watch is not a compelling device. It aspires to be, but it's just not. It's useful, but only marginally. Definitely not $350 to $20,000 useful. It's a geeks gadget. And I also said that um, even though I don't think the current implementation is compelling, uh, I wouldn't. I don't condemn the whole platform. And I think it would make a huge difference just to have a simple hardware, um, you know, improvements like, you know, uh, 2x performance would make a huge difference, I think, in, in the real-world usability and usefulness of Apple Watch. Okay. So, um, yeah, it depends. So, on your, your, the first argument, if it's $300, $350 up until $20,000 uh, worth it. So, um, first of all, are watches... <laughs> <laughs> you know, $350 up to $20,000 actually worth so much money to have on your wrist just to show you time. Um, no, but but it's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, like that's why I, w- I would never buy a traditional watch. Like, it's, it's a useless device. Yeah. Uh, and, and when people do buy watches, they don't buy them because they show time. Like, it, it's, it might be a, a useful sort of side effect of owning a watch. They probably buy watches because they like owning watches. But, but an Apple Watch uh, is so much more. Like, it's supposed to be more than just a stupid, um, you know, uh, the device that, that just shows you time, right? And even though, like, I, I don't mind how Apple Watch looks, uh, even the expensive versions, um, I, I don't think it's 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 really that compelling to, to to spend hundreds of dollars just for like how it feels on your hand. So like, I'm 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 only going to consider Apple Watch in terms of its usefulness and not the other um, qualities. Like, if if someone buys an Apple Watch for that. Uh, that that's okay, but but that's not like that's not going to make it a a um, a very important thing for Apple. It's it's not going to make it interesting compared to iPhone or iPad or Mac. Well, the thing is, on one hand, I I, I tend to agree with you there that um, that uh, it's it's not as compelling as it could be um, because uh, because of of its limits. Uh, um, and especially performance, as you, as you said. But on the other hand, as an you know, iPhone and Apple Watch user, I really like my Apple Watch in the sense that I really use it as a remote control for my, for my um, uh, phone. Uh, I pull out my phone less because I have the information on my watch, on my wrist. I, um, I like the complications where they show me where I am and they show me the temperature. They show me the date. They show me the uh, the the, um, uh, the activity. They show me different time zones, and and I like the fitness aspects. Not only the rings, but also when I'm running, I have um, uh, uh, it. It measures my 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 pulse, so I don't need a, a dedicated pulsometer because I have it on my wrist. So I don't need it. Um, you know, I don't need it. I don't need a dedicated device. 
I don't like the the fact that it doesn't integrate with you know with my run keeper and with all these. I mean, with this, this health kit, this is a different you know story that it just works very awkwardly. Um, but 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 I like how how uh, I mean I, I like I like that I have this uh, on my wrist there uh, for for sports and um, and. Even, you know, last week when I didn't have my iPhone with me, I had my Apple Watch in orphan mode uh, when I was in England. Um, I was still using my Apple Watch. It would show my activity rings. It would show me some information. It would, it, 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 it would you know, still, still measure my pulse. It will still be pretty useful even without the iPhone. But, of course, it was very limited. But I just got, got, got used to wearing it. But, you know, you're right that it is a gadget and, and it's not a, a mainstream gadget, but it's a very, very useful gadget for me already. And and I think as much as you, I would I just see a potential there, which is still not under, you know, which is still, still not not there yet. But but as it is now, it's already a very useful gadget for me. Okay, let me dissect that. You said that you like complications. Uh, I like complications. I like notifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said... A, about fitness stuff, the activity rings, and yeah. and the uh, you know the uh, the workout app. Yeah, I like those too, um, and they are quite compelling. Um, but Apple Watch is trying to be more than that. Like if it was only that, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't buy it. Uh, but it would be all right. Like it it would be just that, and those are useful things. Uh, Though I would say they are only marginally useful and not worth three hundred and fifty dollars, unless you know you're a geek and you like this sort of stuff. I like this sort of stuff, and so yeah, maybe I I would buy it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, you would. But, but the thing is, like, uh, that's not the part I'm, I'm I'm interested in. I'm interested in the part where you say that you like Apple Watch as a remote control for your iPhone, and this is. Like this remote control story, I don't buy at all. So please explain. Okay, so um, before I got my Apple Watch, I thought I'm going to get all these notifications on my wrist. So my proactivity would suffer because if I'm working on something, if I'm, you know, text, if I'm writing on a text, writing a text, a marketing text, a blog post, article, what have you, I will be distracted all the time with having something on my wrist buzzing, you know, buzzing me and, you know, uh, pulling my wrist there. But it turns out um, that, uh, well, I checked how I, how I worked before and how I work now. So before that, I would have my phone on the side, I would write text, and then I would get the notification of a, of an, of a message or from Slack or, you know, WhatsApp or, or iMessage. Then I would check it on the phone. While checking on the phone, I would be tempted to actually go and see the other stuff that's happening. So, like, um, um, uh, I would just go, you know, open something. I would open Twitter. I would, you know, I would be tempted to to use the phone because I already have it in hand. And w- with Apple Watch, um, I'm writing a text. I have notifications that receive that I receive on the watch. I either ignore them completely and keep working. And then I just pull out the wrist, review the notifications, dismiss them, and keep working. And, and in this way, I, um, I, I, I see the notifications, but the notifications, because they are so quick and they are on the, on the wrist, and the Apple Watch cannot do anything, you know, a, a lot more than just show me the notifications, 
oh, I can react to some notifications like iMessage, I can just react to it, you know, reply with an emoji or with a short uh, dictation and just be, 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 be on with that. This way, I don't have to pull out the phone for these things anymore. So I really, I don't. And, and, and in this way, I actually can focus on my work, uh, just pull out the wrist every now and then just to review the notifications, reply to something and keep going keep doing what, I'm, what I was doing on my uh, um, iPad or on my, on my computer. So in this way, I really, um, I, 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 I tend to keep my actually iPhone in the pocket and don't pull it out as many times as I would normally would. Okay, that's fine. But again, I like the notification story too. Except that in practice, like, I don't like notifications anyway. And so I have my notifications configured so that I get very few of them and and so that doesn't make a huge difference but I agree getting them on a watch is better but that's but that's not you know that that's still not enough for me to make the Apple watch a compelling device uh, when you said a remote for your iPhone I I assume you meant more than just getting notifications on your watch but you also meant like other stuff did, did you mean that did you mean like do you use any apps on your Apple Watch, like ever? Yeah, so um, again, uh, I use Apple TV, Not still not the new Apple TV. I don't, still don't have to, the new Apple TV. I have the old Apple TVs at home. Right. So um, I use my watch to actually manage my Apple TV instead of using the remote or using my iPhone. I, have, I use the remote app on the wrist and it's really cool. Is the remote app actually any useful to you? Because I, I would sometimes use uh, the remote app on my like on my phone or on my iPad when I would like be sitting on my couch and there will be music in the room going from my Mac and I'd be too lazy to <laughs> to walk, you know, a few meters to, to, to like adjust it or whatever and I would use the remote app. Uh, but like, first of all, the remote app is quite terrible. Like it's slow, like it, it's just not fast enough to actually be a useful remote. And the remote app on the Apple Watch is so abysmal it's useless and like i assume if you want to manage your apple tv you're 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 sitting like probably you know within the reach of your apple tv and so you probably also have a remote within your reach and so like i don't see how using a watch to cut to control or manage as you said your apple tv would be any better than just using the remote okay so um do you have an apple tv no Okay, so that's why you don't know. Okay, so the Apple TV uh, is a very nice device and it has a very nice remote. Not. The remote of Apple TV is rubbish. It's, it's because you have to actually point at the Apple TV and it doesn't, it's not, it, it's not Bluetooth. It's, it, you have to point at Apple TV. So, uh, and, and this uh, remote on my wrist goes wirelessly. So uh, it's really convenient. I'm just sitting, you know, especially we, we use the Apple TV a lot in the, in the, uh, in the bedroom when we watch a TV show, you know, before going to sleep. So it's really, really useful. And it just works because it works wirelessly. No problem. It's better than the remote. It's just way better than the remote, the official remote, Apple TV remote. I use Apple TV remote only in case of an emergency. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. And I have a similar uh, use case when I... Uh, you know, I usually use my ear earpods when I'm, you know, walking around listening to a podcast or something. But I would sometimes take my my big headphones mm -hmm. with me outside, and they don't have a clicker. 
So I would use the Apple Watch to, to control it, to like change the volume or, or like skip the song or whatever. And that is useful. But, but the thing is, this is only useful because of the fact that you have an old Apple TV with a, with a, with a rubbish remote. And I have uh, headphones which are nice, but are rubbish because they don't have a clicker. And, and like that, that, that can be useful, but only by accident. Okay, so I have a new, another use case, which is, which is pretty, pretty compelling um, to me, again, um, okay. uh, of Apple Watch. I haven't written about it yet. Um, so there is this guy, uh, I think it's uh, underscore David Smith, who wrote the, the Sleep Plus Plus app. So you could actually sleep, sleep with your um, watch and the watch will just you know, measure how good your sleep was, right? And I was like, why, I mean, why would you have that? Because you, know, you have to charge overnight your Apple Watch. But then I realized the Apple Watch charges pretty quickly, very quickly actually. So if you just put on the charger, put the Apple Watch on the charger, it, you know, within half an hour, it's, it's, it's charged almost full. It's very quickly. So what I realized is that I actually charge my Apple Watch when I'm at home for a second, or, or I just go to have a have a you know a shower or you know do something. I just put the watch to charge. So I'm actually wearing Apple Watch all the time, even when I sleep. And there is a compelling reason for that because not only the Sleep Plus Plus app that you know uh, measures my sleep, but also there is another thing. I I, I stopped putting um, uh, the alarms. On my um, on my iPhone, because when I put the alarm on the iPhone, it just rings and also wakes up my 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 wife. Right. But actually, the alarms on the on the Apple Watch are independent of the alarms on the on the iPhone. So I put alarms only right now on the Apple Watch. So in the morning, I'm being woken up by a you know wrist pull uh, from my Apple Watch and not by a large uh, by a loud voice. A, a, a message from from the iPhone. So actually, um, I, I measure my sleep and I also uh, have a very very nice subtle uh, wake up you know pull from my Apple Watch, and it's really useful. So this sort of thing I do find compelling. Like this is the sort of thing that that makes me um, hopeful and interested in the watch and the category of wearables like watches and stuff mm -hmm. because there are like interesting ideas like this that might be very useful very compelling um and, and i i've heard of, of 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 uh you know of of using apple watch like you do uh, i don't myself because um i don't like wearing it uh in bed and and like uh the 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 vibration in the apple watch is not strong enough to wake me up and and like if it's going to be sound it might as well be from my phone and also i don't want to be able to hit the snooze button on my watch uh, i need to stand up and and uh hit the snooze button in order to for the alarm clock to be useful and we talked about this before yes uh, but this sort of thing is compelling and and this is a useful use case so for yeah for me for me there was actually it was interesting actually to discover that i don't need because i really thought really i thought <laughs> that i need to put my apple watch away for the night to charge but then i realized no it, i don't need to it charges so quickly i don't need to charge it overnight it's not like an ipad that charges you know hours it's 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 an apple watch so 
it's just really a, f- a few minutes, you know, and 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 it's charged. So it's it's really mm, pretty quick. Okay, um, fine. Do you have any other use cases like this, like interesting, you know, things that are actually useful and, and not just you know crappy apps on the Apple Watch that are so slow and so awful? It's better to just pull out your phone. And no. <sighs> That's that's all I've got because I'm I'm just looking at my at my uh, you know apps uh, there and really I don't use any other apps that I just mentioned you know a workout app you know the 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 the, the sleeping app the the uh, the remote the um, uh, wake up thing the the rings Nosby app nothing more I I haven't still used the um, uh, actually, uh, people have praised praised Apple Watch for the uh, for the use case of actually guiding you through the city, and I think I haven't tried it yet myself. But I saw lots of people when I was in England. I saw lots of people just walking with their phones in, in front of their faces and you know bumping into other people because they were just following the GPS, you know, on their phone. So I would see that uh, that that uh, a wrist guiding you would be just. A lot more better, uh, a lot better than 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 having a phone in front of you. Right. That that is another interesting uh, use case, though I don't like the implementation. Uh, which, which is again what I was saying. I feel like the Apple, Apple Watch is very interesting and will be very compelling in a year or two, but right now it's 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 not. And and like this is one of the things which which sounded very interesting, but when I tried it once. Um, the vibrations, like first of all, the the patterns of vibrations, like you know, three long ones for left and five short ones for right, or whatever it is, that is that is stupid. Uh, and second of all, um, the the vibrator, or I'm sorry, the the taptic engine in the Apple Watch is um, is not strong enough. It's really weak, and I I hope it's a sort of thing that just a matter of implementation one that they couldn't put anything stronger in this iteration but it will it will get better in the future yeah you're right and and for example the the, the contacts thing and the, the and the sending hearts and stuff i, I don't use it at all it's, it's no it's it's, it's rubbish it's rubbish it's, but what i do use and this is really cool um as i said i i reply to messages through um uh, through uh, uh, iMessage and um, and the interesting thing is that uh, when I do that, um, um, I really use very short replies or reply through emoji. And I like the emoji actually, because you can find really funny emoji and quickly reply to something with funny emoji and people like it. So people like my replies and they don't need to have an Apple Watch to actually see my funny emoji. So I like it a lot. Yeah. And, and to me, that's another thing. Like I sometimes try doing that and like 5% of the time, I feel really happy and smug about it when it works, but usually it's just so slow, so unreliable, it's useless. And I would be better off just pulling out my phone and sliding the notification to the left and typing a reply or, you know, an emoji and sending it and it will be, you know, faster. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. But anyway, um, so there are use cases. There are good use cases. So uh, Apple Watch is not doomed, but as I said, it's version one. And I, I still think there is, as you said, if if this device gets more powerful and and as you said, the apps more compelling to use on the wrist, uh, there is a hope for that. But yeah, um, if people when people ask me about about Apple Watch, 
I always tell them it's a nice to have, but it's not a must have. Yeah, the way I would describe it is um, if you're not the sort of person who would just get it anyway, don't buy it because it's not for you. Uh, maybe in a year or two, maybe the version two or version three will be nice, will be cool, will be useful. But the thing that it, that we have now is a nice gadget with some utility, but also a ton of frustrations for geeks. And we and I think you particularly are more willing to accept it because you like being on the edge. And we talked about it, uh, you yeah. know, w- w- with the iPad. I-, I just feel like you're the kind of person who is so excited about it being a cool new thing yeah. that that you're willing to ignore the fact that it has so many faults, that it's so bad in so many ways. Just to compare, I mean, just to compare, just to confirm what you just said. I already placed my order for my iPad Pro. Cool. Yeah, that, that's me. You know, I, it, it's not even out yet. I'm, I'm already ordering one, just because it's new, because it's cool, because it has an Apple Pencil. I'm not ordering the keyboard thingy cover because I, I, I find it really bad. But but I'm getting the iPad Pro. So this must be the the first time we're recording and we went over one hour yeah this is not good this is not good okay so on that bombshell we'll finish the episode for now yeah